Undine Gray fluttered her fins, swimming slowly upward to the decompression stop with one hand gliding along the anchor line. She spotted her destination, a bucket tied to the line and floated up the last five meters. She and her dive partner, Yuri, had each deposited a book in the pail for reading during the 20 minute decompression stop. She set her dive computer to alert her when it was time to ascend again. Now that she was within radio range of her team on the dive boat above, she pressed the button on her full-face radio-equipped mask. Undine to petrol. Had to abort dive due to trouble with my tank. At decompression stop now. Send oxygen. Over. Sorry to hear that, Dean. It checked out before you dove, Jared said, and added a few curses before he released his radio button. I know, not your fault, over. But it was a serious problem that her 15 minutes of bottom time had to be shortened to less than five. Given the depth of this dive, the surface interval required meant she wouldn't be able to dive again until tomorrow. They'd just lost an entire day from their tight schedule. Maybe she shouldn't be so pissed at Yuri. Yuri's tank was fine, he refused to abort. I ordered him to surface. This goes against every protocol he agreed to. But with my tank leaking, I couldn't afford to waste a minute arguing and had to leave him. He said he'd locate the datum we dropped yesterday and hook up the permanent buoy line, then surface. He should reach the decompression stop in five minutes. Over. Gotcha. I'll talk to Yuri. If he pulls something like this again, he's fired, Jared said. Over. Good, that's what I told him. Removing the full face mask to switch to pure oxygen. Going radio silent. Over. See you on deck in 20, Dean. Over. She slipped off the full face mask with the built-in radio and regulator, and fitted the pure oxygen regulator attached to the boat via a long hose over her nose and mouth. Then she donned her regular dive mask, cleared it, and blinked the salt water from her eyes. With 20 minutes to kill and no longer in the dark deep, she switched on her flashlight and plucked a book from the bucket and chuckled at finding a Tom Clancy Cold War era spy novel. Surely her Ukrainian dive partner had already read all of Clancy's books by now. But then compression stop reading was more about passing the time than getting engrossed in a novel. And once a paperback book had been immersed, there was no letting it dry out to read on land. Perhaps she should have brought an old favorite as Yuri had, instead of a new romantic suspense novel. Then she could just reread favorite scenes as she waited for the nitrogen buildup to release from her bloodstream. Five minutes in, her computer beeped, reminding her that Yuri should have joined her at the decompression stop by now. A glance into the dark depths revealed no faint glow from below, and unease settled in her gut. Yuri had said he would ascend after he located the anchor base for the permanent buoy. If he didn't find it within five minutes, he'd promised to abort and surface. She gripped the mask with the built-in radio. After a moment's hesitation, she switched back to her scuba tank so she could talk to Yuri. At this in-between depth, the radio should reach both the bottom of the strait and the boat on the surface. She cleared the mask, then said, Yuri, man, where are you? Over. Silence. The team on petrol would have heard her, but they wouldn't muddle Yuri's response by chiming in. She glanced at her air tank. Dare she risk descending again? Yuri could be injured or stuck. If she descended again now, she would be pushing her tank to the limit. But there was an oxygen line at the decompression stop. She didn't need to save air for that. Yuri, she said again, 
Say something. Anything. If you need help, I'll come get you, but I don't have enough air to mess around. Over. The weather had been calm today, and the slack tide provided the perfect window. This should have been a piece of cake bounce dive, even though it was deep. But her gauge indicated a too rapid loss of air when she'd reached 190 feet. She'd had no choice but to abort.